What's up, guys? Welcome to the Motospot Show. We are coming to you live here in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to have some good fun tonight. We're going to talk about outdoors. We're going to talk about what's going to happen next year. We're going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff. But the season is over. Supercross, motocross, social distancing in the pits, the whole nine. It's going to be a real interesting 2021, but luckily we did get some racing this year, and we did get to see some good battles throughout the outdoor season. So overall, it's going to be a really fun show. So on the line with me is Connor Olson from Alpine Stars. What's up, Connor? How are you? What's going on, Justin? I'm doing good. Awesome, man. So how are you feeling today? You a little sore? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely a little sore. Track out pretty gnarly. Uh, even though, I mean, shit, the last two weeks it was pretty gnarly, but had a uh, near get off, a near really bad get off, and uh, kind of hit my chest a little bit. So taking it easy today and getting some recovery in. Hell yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I know you shot us a text last night and you thought you lost your breath or all kinds of stuff. Like you didn't know what happened, but sound like it was pretty gnarly, but good to see you're uh, healthy and nothing's crazy. But the other person we have today actually in studio with us is steven garris the shaggin from viral moto he's the uh one-stop shop for polar and rhino power that's viralmoto.com what's up shaggin what's going on bros uh, another day in the life so this should be real interesting we got connor and shaggin they're uh you should hear these two on xbox it's ridiculous uh shaggin thinks he can snipe connor thinks he can attack a full squad so we should have some fun young chris kyle the young Chris Kyle, he says, Shaggin, how, Sh- Connor, how many times do you think Shaggin dies in the smoke? Um, it's got to be at least 80% of the time. That's fair. <laughs> not bad, not bad. So let's <laughs> jump into this. Like, you know, 2020 Supercross, Motocross. Connor, I'll start with you. Like, what would you say overall Supercross, Motocross, COVID? You know, we got some racing in. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously none of it was was normal for for anything um after the first like couple rounds of supercross but i mean i think after after everything like got back and obviously we're all stoked that we actually got to go race and have some stuff to watch and everything but like the salt lake rounds of supercross like i feel like the the racing was super good and then even going into all the outdoors like the first couple rounds were mutters but um after that it, it seemed like we had a lot of good racing i think everyone knew that everything was shortened and every point mattered and this with the series being shorter i feel like it brought the intensity up all around so the racing ended up being pretty freaking awesome all year i think yeah for sure i mean overall i think for what they had to go through and what they had to do i mean they pulled it off we got a good supercross championship we got a good motocross championship um a lot of, you know a lot of people are saying maybe what would have been like if we got 12 rounds but overall i think that nine rounds was enough to see who your champion was going to be and it was a, it was a good series so uh, i'm really excited to see what happens in 2021 um shagging what do you think about the supercross and motocross series uh i think it was pretty good for not knowing much of what was going to come after i think second or third round everybody's kind of guessing um and like the whole throwing late into the double loretta's um kind of got some really bad weather so those were kind of both they're interesting, but they weren't. I feel like they could have been better, but it's just, it was crazy. Um, it was pretty good though. I mean, there was pretty good battles all every race. Nothing was really like a snooze fest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was crazy to see the first round. We got really good racing, and then the second round we had 
Eli have his problems. You know, we saw AC have a Superman in the first moto. Um, he was devastated for that. Dude, it's it's crazy. Like, it's your boy. Dude, that's your guy. He went home crying after Loretta's <laughs> Moto 1. You guys are <laughs> just haters, dude. So, overall, though, you know, I thought, um, you know, Tomac or one of those guys was going to win the title. But, man, Osborne ended up surprising us. And, overall, he was super consistent. So, I mean, either of you guys, I'll start with you, Connor, first. Did you think Osborne was going to win this outdoor title? Um, I don't know. I don't think going in, I don't think he was definitely a favorite and it's crazy that he ended up being consistent, even with like all of the issues that he had. I mean, having fuel pumps go out and a flat front tire and like having all these other issues, like he seemed to pull through and muscle through the issues or like they just, it, the timing was right. And like, like everyone says, like when it's your year, it's your year. Like when Cooper was winning the Supercross whatever last year or whatever that was like everything just happened to fall into place his way. And I think it was just, it was Zach's time. Like Eli had some issues and um, none of the other guys were really consistent and it kind of, everything just fell into place for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was really cool for us, you know, at fly racing, it was our first outdoor four fifty. It's I think actually our first championship in the premier class. So that was really cool to see Fly get their first one. Um, so overall, I think you know everybody's happy as far as that goes. Is you know Osborne's thirty-one years old, getting his first title. Just nobody knew what was going to happen this year, and I just think we just got a lot of stuff that was unpredictable. And Tomac got the Supercross, Osborne got that. So next year you got Ferrandis coming up. You got uh, who else is coming up? You know anybody else? I think that's it, right? Just Ferrandis. Yeah, because yeah. we'll yeah, McElroy is hoping they're going to change the rule, right? Yeah, I guess. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, and then, like I said, Shagging, what do you think? You know, did you did you see Osborne? I know you're a huge ET fan. You love that guy. Dude, I didn't even uh, I didn't even think he was on the radar uh, beginning of the year. Uh, you know, he's good. He's got good pace. He's he's pretty fit all the time. He. Uh, I think just that last win in Supercross just kind of gave him some momentum, and and he just thought that you know he could do it, and went out and kind of like an underdog. I don't think anybody really had him for a title, and then he just comes out swinging, and uh, you know Cowie gets you know D- Eli DNFs both motos the second round and just shakes everything up, and and AC's fast, but he just has a couple you know get offs, and he doesn't have the consistency. Um, so I, you know, it was crazy. It just came out of nowhere, but uh, I think after about three or four races in, everybody kind of knew like he was the one to beat and he was the one that's going to have it. And he doesn't really make any big mistakes. Like I don't think he's ever just thrown something away. Um, so he's just kind of everything went and played in his favor. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of Eli and AC, um, Connor, what's your thoughts on Eli and AC? You know, some people are saying ET's not a good fan or a good teammate. You know, he kind of did AC a little dirty these last couple of rounds, taking some points away from him. But I think it's, you know, it's racing. You know, AC's got to do his job. Eli's got to do his job. So it's one of those things where there's no team tactics and he had to get a job done. And, you know, there's money on the line for each of these guys. And Eli didn't want to lose out on that money. So overall, like, I think Eli isn't in the wrong. He was just racing and everything just kind of happened how it happened. But, I mean, what do you think is, do you think he kind of screwed him over a little bit? Or do you think racing's racing? Uh, I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, I don't, and on Eli's side, like he's paid to win. He's, he's paid to 
be a title favorite. Like, granted, obviously the circumstances were a little bit different, but like, I I don't think one, I don't think your pride at when you're him or in that position, I don't think your pride is really going to let you just pull over for your rookie teammate to potentially get some more points. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, it's not, I think racing's racing. Like you got to worry about yourself. Yeah, for sure. What were you saying, Shaggin? I'm 100% not pulling over if there's money on the line. Uh, you could be my best friend. You could be my brother-in-law. You could be anybody. You could be Jesus himself. If there's a check at the end of the tunnel, I'm taking you out too. I don't care if you're a teammate or not. If you're in the hunt, got to get that cheddar. Yeah, that's for sure. Shaggin don't care. Like If he can make $10, he's running you over. Dude, they put an ice cream cone up uh, for the winter. Everybody's getting cleaned out. I don't care. Both of you, both of you are taking out the whole field for that. Triple's cutting the infield yeah, like he yeah. always does. Hey, growing up, my dad always says, "Put a pizza on my front fender. He'll go faster." So, dude, you'd, you'd probably beat Eli. <laughs> yeah, he don't want none. One one lap heater. But I mean, it's it's one of those things where you know Justin Cooper said it too, and you know it's these guys all have money on the line. It's not like it's you know ten dollars or whatever. It's you know some of these guys make fifty to a hundred grand if they win. So it's one of those things where you gotta, you gotta be out for yourself. And everybody said it for the longest time is this is not a team sport. So, um, I think it's one of those things where we got to see some good racing, you know, Colorado was really good. And then Paula was really good. It's like, makes you think what if there was four more rounds? Cause AC was trying to get that title, but Tomac was just trying to prove to everybody like, Hey, like I'm still here. And if I want to go fast, I will mess you guys up and I can still, come back from seven seconds and smoke that ass. So I think I think the points were too far apart anyway. I mean, what were they going in? 24? Yeah, it was like 20. It was like so, I mean, it, Yeah, if it was like two or three points, maybe it would have been a little bit different, but not when it's 20 and like it's not a guarantee that anything would have happened anyway. So Yeah, yeah, if, for sure. If we're talking like three or four points and, and we're teammates and stuff, then, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's different. But I don't think Eli could probably do that because wasn't it for Supercross when Dungey and Muskin did all that and uh, Cowie was like the biggest hypocrite about the team orders and, and kind of swaying it Dungey's way? Yeah. So I don't think they could really do that a couple years later. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those things to where I think everybody now is just – wants to get that cheddar like Shaggin said and they're out to win so um the other surprise of the of the weekend was uh christian craig dude i i knew he was gonna be good just because he lives in socal he rides that track a lot um him and jagger probably have more time on that track than anybody else in socal so i think overall like i just that guy's got style he's got speed but i just wish he could stay on a 450 but overall like what do you think of christian craig's season he um he he crushed it last weekend too in Colorado. Like he uh That's right. That's I think right. he top top five or something too, right? Yeah, I think he got fourth. But yeah, he uh I think he just was kinda of building and, and getting there. He was super quiet the last like whatever middle of the season. Like you didn't really see much of him, but he was always kinda of right there at six, seven, eight. Um I tell you he scared the crap out of me every time he came around to laughing. He rides like like rocks in he's a gear high and you can't really hear him and all of a sudden he just like blasts by you and like blew my goggle straps off so um but yeah he he crushed it this last round like 
it's cool to see. Yeah, for sure. I, I have to agree with you. I've never raced it, but we got we had to do practice with um like A B went out and and what they do, big bike. They did big bike at Mammoth and that there's like a freeway section and homie scrubbed past my face so hard that and I didn't even know he was there. Like I literally just pulled off and said, Okay, I'm gonna go back to the truck. Like I'm gonna He retire. probably scrubbed the the wrong direction though. Oh, for sure. I had to tell him. I had to go to his pit and tell him how to scrub, just like I did with you. Got critiqued. Got to go a certain way out of a certain corner. You, you can't cross it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Craig uh, has the sickest style of anybody out there. Uh, I don't care. He could be in like 40th place by himself, and he's still one of the sickest guys to watch. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, like, there's a few guys that always stand out. Like, he's one of them. Josh Grant's one of them. Those guys, just whenever the camera's on them, you just watch and say holy shit like the the talent is unreal josh hansen is another one so overall though i mean um shag i mean what did you think of craig's season anybody else stand out to you besides craig uh craig was actually pretty good uh i go on on vital a lot and and nobody really had him for i think even top 10 everybody said he's just kind of a, a gate filler and dude came out killed it he's like constantly seventh eighth uh, I think he's really good. I think he did better than most people's expectations, and that's probably because he had none. Um, he's just kind of filling in and, and getting a feel. I think he said in the interview was like he was hoping for top tens, and uh, to go from hoping for a top ten and then what nine rounds later going four two. Uh, I think that's pretty uh pretty good. Uh, I'm a big fan of Craig, sickest style, and just his whole story. So pretty pumped on that. I think he's a uh, good. I think he's a. I think he needs a four fifty ride for sure. Yeah, I think uh, he's definitely going to be good on a four fifty, and I think the hardest part for him is just getting that ride or finding that ride because it's these spots are getting harder and harder to find. So you never know. You know, Barsha might only have a couple years left, and he could be that guy that's on the gas gas here in a couple years. So should be interesting. Um, the other thing I, I thought, won't be. I won't be surprised if he. Uh, I mean, it seems like Star has like fifty dudes under that tent this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if like a couple rounds in or if someone on the 450 squad has an issue or whatever, they have too many 250s. Like I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him on the 450 truck rather than in the 250 truck. That's what I told Justin. I think they got what, like 18, 250 riders. Seems like they have the whole field. Yeah. I think it would be sick if they just gave him a a 450 ride. Cause I'm, I I don't know. I don't know logistics and stuff, but I would think that fielding a 450 couldn't be more like crazy, more expensive. I mean, you got more rounds for supercross, but well, they're already going to be there. Yeah. It's not like they're taking one truck just for him. It's going there. So yeah. And the other thing we got to remember too, is we never have a season where everybody stays healthy. So, that's another thing too that could happen this year is somebody you know could hurt, get hurt and he could be a fill in. Um, the other thing too that you know Marvin, this could be Marvin's last year. Maybe we never know. That's another guy that's getting up there in age. Um, Justin Bogles, you know he's had some issues. So there's definitely some four fifty spots that are opening up, and I think if Christian crushes it, he can uh, he could be on one of those teams later the year or, or the following year. So we'll see. Um, as far as 450 goes, um, any other comments you think about the season before we move on to 250, Connor? Um, I think Anthony crushed it. I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I watched yeah. the GPs a lot, so I wasn't really like, not necessarily surprised, but, um, just preseason stuff. Like I know he was hurt, hurt pretty, pretty, his injury was pretty bad, but, 
um, just riding out here in SoCal. Like I rode with him a lot at Glen Helen and Paula and some other times. And to see him progress from his first couple of days back on the bike to what he was doing, you know, all of the outdoor season is, is pretty cool to see him uh, do that and crush it and get whole shots and podium that one race. And like, that was pretty cool to see that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's, that's a good point. Like, the HEP team with Dustin Pipes over there and the Twisted T's coming on board. Like, those guys, this was their first year in outdoors. And it looks like Anstey is going to finish up in ninth overall for the series. Like, that's freaking awesome for that team to be kind of like a privateer support. I mean, they're getting some help from Suzuki and from Twisted T and some other sponsors. But overall, they're they're not getting the big budgets like the factories. So, for them to come out and do that in their first outdoor season, super impressive. And I, and I give uh, Dustin Pipes a real big... Uh, round of applause because he's a he's a racer and for him to have that i know that's really exciting for him so shagging what about you you got any you know other closing points on the 450 uh, i was gonna say anstey you know he came out like same thing connor said he just nobody really expected that either and he's crushing his cup he went for what almost a moto win at loretta's and then <laughs> yeah he was leading for a while and then uh i think what well, lapper got him or something and like something out of his control and then also uh, Brock Tickle. Uh, a lot of people online, you know, never really had him for anything. I think he can come back. And I mean, what he's looking at tenth in points. And, yeah, uh, yeah, tenth overall. Weeded it. What track was they weeded at? I thought he was Melville. Oh, Melville. Yeah, yeah. He just KO'd himself. I don't know how he raced the next weekend, but uh, dude's that nuts. Yeah, he actually didn't get knocked out, which is really impressive. Um, so. Actually, you know, now that you said you kind of point that out, Alpine Star helmet. Uh, a lot of people don't know, or if you do know, Connor works for Alpine Star. He's been working for Alpine Star now for what two years now. Yep. Yeah. So, what'd you think about Sexton's gear? Did you did you get a set, or are they being stingy with it? Oh no, that was uh, they did. We did some one off stuff uh, just for this weekend, like the some SMU special makeups. Um, but his stuff was was so cool to like throw back. Michael Jordan gear set. Um, the jersey and pant looked just like the Chicago Bulls uh, colors in the jersey. Like his jersey looked just like the basketball jersey. And then had that kind of, I don't even know how to explain it, like the crackle, like the signature Jordan crackle on the leather and the boots. And then the helmet, like the fine details of the helmet was just unreal. So, I mean, that's a huge props to our whole team. I know um kenny day had a big part in actually the design portion of the helmet too uh so i mean huge props to all them like sexton's gear looked looked so cool and i know him and his his agent are all about some of the other sports so it's pretty funny to see them walking around with basketball shirts and jordan shirts and stuff during the day too yeah his setup was sick like i'm not gonna lie it was it was really cool i think it's one of those things to where he's trying to uh venture out and be his own person and you know, stand out on the track, and you know that's one of the reasons I heard he went with you guys. Is he really likes what you guys do as a brand? And overall, I have to say it was it was definitely a sick kit. I'm not gonna lie. So overall, the 450 season was pretty cool. The other the other thing I want to point out too on the need 450 that kit in thick boy size. Oh, dude, if they had it in big boy size, that'd be sick. Yeah, I'll be 23 XL. A little bit of uh, make them feel like basketball shorts. So I'm a, I'm a little thick. So jeans sometimes or gear is a little tight sometimes. Uh, the other person that I know you're close with that, you know, absolutely crushed last weekend is Cody Shock. You know, he was on the 2021 Honda. I think he was the only person on it. I could be wrong, but what do you get overall? Like, 
twelfth or something, tenth. So you got I think he went twelve ten for ten. Yeah, like you talked to Cody, you know Cody. Like, what's his thoughts? Like, was he just pumped on yeah. the bike or what? Yeah, he crushed it. Like, I mean, I I love that kid to death, and and I know that they were him and Michael had been busting their ass and putting a ton of work into the season, um, and they just had some struggles with some bikes. Um, that would have been Millville, I guess, before they went to Florida. Um, just having some issues, and Cody was just kind of running himself down for a little while there. So they took um, Florida and Colorado off and wanted to get some stuff squared away and kind of reset and get back out to California and, and everything. And then Cody got some time in on the bike while they were here. And the cool part is, like, we were talking on Friday, and he was not really feeling all that great either. Like, just kind of wasn't wasn't there. Um, so to see him pull that off on on saturday was was so cool i mean just even for us like i, I don't know if, if i'm sure you guys saw it but on, i posted a story on my instagram that my buddy steven filmed um filmed while we were coming back from the parade lap just cody and i just kind of screwing around right before second moto and like it's just cool to be able to race nationals with like one of your best friends and yeah. we're like enjoying it and having fun and i think that's the biggest thing like for him he had a he had good results earlier in the year but to come out in top 10 in national when you're basically kind of doing it on your own obviously michael's helping him and they have some support from honda but like he drove to all around himself and him and his dad were just kind of doing it like the old days just out of the van and and to see that is is so rad like yeah for i'm sure. so proud of that dude yeah, it seemed like he was uh, definitely trying to give it, you know, his all, and he did have a few issues. I know at some of the earlier rounds and stuff. So to come out and in the season like that on the twenty twenty one, I think that you know, not knowing him like you do, but it seems like that's going to give him a good, you know, excitement and a good motivation for next year in Supercross. Because from what I've heard, Michael's going to have a team again next year, and he's already got some guys signed. So I think overall that twenty twenty one is going to be good for a lot of people. I know Roxon's been riding it at Stewart's house lately, so and he looks really good on it. So I think that bike's going to be a really, really good bike, and it's going to be scary with Sexton, Roxon, and and some of those other guys on that bike. So we'll see what happens. Um, what else? Let's see here. So 450s was good. You I know. think uh, I'm no professional vlogger, but I think Cody's vlog will uh, take off a lot better if he keeps Connor's ugly face off of it. That's that's probably I, a good I've possibility. I've been told I have a space for podcasts. I was going to subscribe to his channel and then your ugly mug popped up and I don't want to see that. So I just didn't hit it. <laughs> hit the unsubscribe. Sorry about That's that, Cody. It, it is what it is. He is, he is a little Connor's creepy. vlog time getting cut in half now. Dude, you're out. Hater. Uh, Hater. I know, right? So Cody did good. You did okay. So Mediocre at best. <laughs> yeah. Mediocre at best. So you're let's, not, uh, you don't get much TV time, but it's easy to spot you when you do because you're the only guy out there. It's like seven foot tall riding their little brother's 80. Uh, yeah, so it's easy to spot Benny's you. Not there. Yeah, who is taller? You or Benny? Benny. I think he's 6'5". I'm Holy six, three. shit. What a giraffe. Dude, that's, yeah. and he rips. He's so fast. Um, yeah. He, he blew my graphics off at Colorado after he fell the first photo. Bro, there's hopes for you. There's hope. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Colorado and Paula, how how would you sum up your season? Like, 
decent, kind of like how you play Call of Duty, like mediocre, like Shaggy said? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was pretty good. I, I kind of, obviously with all the COVID stuff, a lot of sort of wrenches got thrown into everything. But initially I was planning to do Hangtown, Washougal, Colorado, and Paula. So I was going to get a handful of rounds in. And then, of course, Hangtown got canceled super early. And then Washougal was super last minute. And I was trying to figure out some stuff to try to go back east. But it was just too much to do while while working and doing all that stuff. So um, getting to do Colorado, I grew up there. I've, I've probably more tra- more laps on that track than probably every other track combined that I've ever ridden. Um, so it's always nice to go home. My family still lives there. I'm not a good practicer, so I kind of always struggle in the, um, in qualifying, but, uh, Colorado, I got in through the LCQ kind of by the, the skin of my teeth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That start you did on your first moto was pretty interesting. I think you found a new, a new line to the first uh, corner. Yeah. Cheater line. I happened to be on TV twice in the first moto and both times I was off the track. So. Triple um, those are the triple J yeah lines. the infield master yeah dude if but there's yeah, camera if there was a <laughs> photographer in every corner of an outdoor national i think triple could qualify uh i don't think he can make the whole moto but i think he oh, could no. put down one solid lap if you put a photographer in every single corner that's the only time <laughs> he rips dude. i'd probably yeah. weed it honestly yeah, I'd be trying to show off probably. He could he could make Hangtown because he's got more miles logged on the infield of that place than anybody that's probably ever visited that place in forever. That dude is just straight <laughs> motos the infield. I've seen him double fire hoses before. Right. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, as far as Colorado goes, did you feel like what was your goal going into Colorado? And then also like same for Paula too. Like did you have the same goal for both or did your expectations change into Paula after Colorado? Um I definitely my my goal for the year was just to get points. Um I I got close this weekend in Paula, but um Colorado was just it's always tough showing up to a national, especially like I I've just practiced and stopwatch nationals for the entire off season this year. So showing up and actually getting some gate drops and like first moto having 40th gate pick and getting a shit start and having to work my way up to, I think I got 27th first moto um, in Colorado and then 29th second moto. Um, I didn't really ride like myself during the motos out there. I just kind of was the pressure I put on myself and, um, kind of expectations of, of not really everyone around me, but just from myself, like kind of got to me a little bit. So going into Paula, I was definitely a little bit more confident, uh, with my riding and I've ridden a ton of, at Paula lately. So I kind of knew what the dirt was going to do and all that, but yeah, I got in through practice there. And then first moto, I got a awful start. I think I came around the first turn or the whole shot line in like 38th or something. So I finally felt decent and caught up to 23rd um and kind of rode there for the last like little portion of the race and sort of just settled in and felt pretty good and then um second moto i had a really good start and i was in right around the 25th or something and yeah i think i saw um, you like 21st at one time yeah and and um bowers 
something happened to Bowers' first moto, so he was on the outside on the start, and he came to pass me, like, I don't know, second lap or third lap or something, and I kind of just latched onto him and followed some of his lines and passed a handful of dudes and caught up right right outside of the top 20, and there was, I mean, five or six dudes in front of me, and I felt I felt super good. I was had some good lines and was catching them and knew that it was kind of my opportunity to get some points, and um, I was going through the, the sand rollers coming out of the back section and it was kind of a little bit rutted and, but it was like a right hand turning set of sand rollers. And I caught my foot and sort of like almost supermaned off the back and then swapped sideways and hit the like next roller and just came to a stop and smashed my chest into the bars, like into the crossbar really good and, um, sort of instantly like had some super gnarly pain and, uh, felt like I had a, crazy side ache right in the like right under my ribs in the center um couldn't really get a deep breath in or anything so i kind of took a lap and was trying to take some deep breaths and couldn't couldn't really get it so i ended up pulling off um i think just before halfway which sucks because like i said that was my opportunity to get some points and i felt really good and had the had the speed and and um strength to like get up there but unfortunately, I had to pull off and then um, actually ended up going to the Alpine Stars Medic Unit. And all of those guys over there, huge props to them um, just for being there all the time. But they uh, ended up, I got an ultrasound and they kind of checked and made sure all my organs and stuff were all and intact. Because pregnant? Yeah. Yeah. They they said they found a found a baby in there. But they um, it's cool to have that capability to go get an ultrasound and all of that at the track just to make sure because internal stuff is pretty sketchy. Um, like, if, I mean, we all know we've been hurt enough, but like if you break your arm, like whatever, so be it. Your arm's broken. You kind of know what's wrong. Yeah. But when you just have super gnarly pains on the inside of your body and nothing's sticking out and nothing's like r- wrong that you can visually see, it's kind of scary. So yeah, it can be pretty concerning. To, yeah. I just wanted to be safe and make sure I wasn't going to, keel over and die at the side of the track or anything so um oh, for sure but that, yeah kind of ended, ended my day early unfortunately but um being able to kind of take the positives and working my way forward through first moto and then feeling super good through half of the moto for second moto and knowing that i um i have it in me to to get points is going to be good through through the off season and try to figure out uh how to make it happen next year yeah, for sure. Hopefully nobody picked you in fantasy because they were probably thinking, damn it, Connor Olsen, you're going to get like threats in the mail, bro. Dude, so I got no points. I, I almost paid off. I think I looked this morning. I was point uh, one pick trend, so a couple people did. But I almost almost paid off big time. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, people take fantasy like no joke. Uh, Shagging, what do you think? You What do you think Connor's season uh, I mean, it wasn't bad. Uh, he'd been talking a lot of game on Xbox, so he uh, he was telling his top twenties. Uh, I think for the first six weeks leading up to it, and then every race he tried to race got canceled. Uh, I still had him for uh, LCQs, so he kind of got it in Colorado, but he transferred out. And uh, I think I probably can't call him fifteenth alternate anymore, since uh, I think he made both of them. So. Gonna have to find a new nickname for Xbox when the, 
from time to time. <laughs> you, you rise to the occasion, bro. Uh, when's, uh, when's Supercross training start? Yeah, dude, you don't Quarter. do Supercross, huh? You're uh, not a big Supercross guy. According to all the commentators, the tall guys with the long legs just crush whoops, so you should be ready to go. Dude, I don't even know. I've never even ridden a Supercross track, so I think I'm I think I'm past my my uh, starting date on that. Yeah, you are getting up there in age for sure. We'll get uh we'll get Triple J to come train you. He's got a, a very high uh, ranking Supercross futures career. Yeah, dude, one and done for yeah, the whole, your, for your me. Record, your record's not good. I almost made the main. I and called, then, uh, and then I made a hospital trip. So same, same. Yeah, I yeah. called a couple buddies from Indy, and they said they went to a basketball game, and you could still see the crater or the football game. You could still see the crater over there um, behind the triple that he decided to weed it off of. Or the double. It's a double, and he cross jumped. I don't care what his story is. Yeah, it is what it is. They're they're probably gonna have, like we're probably gonna show up next year. And there's gonna be a cross like like right there. He's, they probably thought I died. He's, in memorandum. Yeah, yeah, like like the dozer and everything. Like it is what it is. So, oh, uh, and then what do you think about um, you know working? Because you still work a full time job. Like I said, you work for Alpine Star, so. For people that don't know, you travel to a lot of dealers around the country, and you're on the road way more than you know a normal person. So, um, what do you think about racing, and then also working at the same time? Like, how how does that go for you? Is it is it a lot? Is it stressful? Is it more fun? Be, like, what is what's it like for you? Um, it's definitely stressful, especially like this last trip. Um, I last I think two weeks before the Colorado National. Um, and I made a big trip and I was gone. Actually, I ended up being gone for an entire month, um, just for the two weekends of racing. So, um, yeah, I'm, my job title is on our end is technically a dealer developer, but it's basically a brand manager. Um, so I like, will travel into dealerships and help show them product and teach, teach everyone on that stuff. And I'll travel around with reps like yourself, um, and just basically be, assistance to you guys and help you sell and, and uh, make myself useful and, and figure out new ways to, to create sales and do that in basically all of the dealers across the entire country. So it definitely adds some stress to it when, um, when you're trying to do both of them, um, working all week and not being able to ride at all uh, until the weekend. And then basically from Colorado to Paula, I didn't ride at all. Um, I've, went from second moto at Colorado to first practice at Paula and um, basically just kind of made it happen. So it, it's fun to be able to do that and to be able to have the the capabilities and the, um, the freedom to be able to basically just show up at a race um, while I've been working is, is pretty cool. And I think for even for all of the reps and um, for dealerships, it's kind of cool to show up and, have a air quote national caliber rider um, show up and actually be there to do a job and easy with those and, statements. <laughs> I said air quote. He's big. He's big time. Bro. He did. He did qualify. Hey, no hey, I qualified so I for a hundred percent of the rounds. I tried. Right, well, so. we'll give you credit. Yep, I retract okay. my previous statement. Yeah, there's not. <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot of guys that can say that they. Uh, work in the industry and also you know there's some you know we have brock sellards and and some other guys that are really fast that work for wps but overall it's got to be pretty cool to, they didn't uh, work for wps while they were racing though no no they didn't no you do have that on them they they were full-time racers 
They also got they also got paid a lot guys. more money than you did as they raced when they were racing. <laughs> that's very true. I think there's very few guys that that actually work um, and race. I know Bellrod does. Yeah, Rod Bell. Yeah, Rod Bell. Um, yep, yep. I know he he works. Yeah, Cartwright did but, college, but yeah, there's not a whole lot of whole lot of people. Yeah, I know that. I know there's a couple of dudes that kind of show up here and there. Like Griffin Dexter showed up this weekend. He works for Husky. Um, he has a full time job. So there's there's definitely a couple of dudes, but there's I mean it's pretty few and far between. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool on on my end to be able to show up and um, work a, a full time job and drive thousands of miles all the time and um, the schedule and and everything that I had to come up with for the last couple of weeks was, was pretty entertaining. I even told, uh, some of my coworkers and friends, like what I was doing. And they're like, when are you going to like rest or have time to relax and like chill down a little bit? And, um, just how it all worked out. I didn't really get a chance to, or even plan for it. So I think, um, it was pretty, pretty rad to be able to go, to both nationals and actually qualify for them both and do pretty well grinding uh, while stuff. i was yeah athlete stuff yeah that's he wouldn't know about that but i, I understand it yeah the, the the athletes in the group here yeah the athletes oh, what, let's, i mean that's really anybody can be an athlete just look at the instagram it's just if it's in your bio, you're an athlete. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> if you're an athlete, it says it in your Instagram bio. It's I've lost. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, your boss don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> your boss was probably thinking like, "What the hell, dude? Are you gonna work or are you gonna race? Like, what's your goal?" Uh, yeah, it's funny because my boss actually traveled with me when I was in Colorado, and then two days later was racing a national, and we talked on like because I actually left. I raced Saturday and like got bikes ready and stuff Sunday morning, and then I drove all day Sunday to get to Salt Lake um, to work the whole week in between the two races. So he was talking to me on Sunday. I was like, yeah, no, I'm driving like heading to the next spot. Cause I gotta, gotta work my way back to, to California. <laughs> yeah. He's like, dude, we got to figure this out. So, but you're, you're repping, you know, you're out of the Alpine star van. So you're doing, you're doing your diligence and, and grinding. So, um, let's jump into these two fifties real quick and see kind of what your guys' thoughts are overall. I thought it was a really good season. Um, kind of who we thought was going to win it ended up winning it. So he's going to be really good on a four fifty. I'm actually a little nervous. I don't know if he's going to be a little wild, you know, or if he's going to be comfortable, but you know, from what he's done in the past with, you know, Christian Craig and some stuff like he could be, uh, could be fun to watch in the four fifty, but Overall, Dylan Frandis did a really good job this year. You know, he started off slow, but overall he just kept grinding and chipping and chipping away. So I think for him, he's got a lot of confidence. And then when you have confidence, that's going to be scary. So it looks like he got first, Martin second, and Shane actually. I didn't know Shane got third overall um, So in the point standing. So that's pretty cool to see Shane up there. But, I mean, for me, the biggest surprise was, uh, you know, Jet Lawrence was up there for the last round and ended up giving it overall. And I think we knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know when. So I think next year this kid's going to be a threat in the 250 class. So, I mean, what do you think about the 250 class? You you happy with it? You excited? Like, what's your thoughts? Connor, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Like, I think, um, like you said, we were kind of expecting, uh, I think everyone was kind of expecting Dylan to do that. Like, um, he's been kind of on a roll and getting the Supercross title, and, and um, he won Supercross, right? 
Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, West Coast, right? Yeah, West yeah. Coast. so he, uh, I think everyone was kind of expecting it, but um, just seeing him, uh, now that I'm in SoCal, and like being able to see them ride, and it's kind of cool to see Dylan, he does like his own program, um, even when the whole team's out there and they're all testing and doing stuff, like he sort of stays to himself and shows up later and stays later and um, kind of does his own program, and, and it obviously paid off. But uh, the racing was awesome, I think, this year. Like, there was a lot of mixing it up. There was a lot of good racing on the 250 side also. And uh, like you said with Jet, like, that kid has a bright future. He uh, He's shown it all year. And even in Supercross earlier this year when he almost won, um, that was uh, – it, it's definitely a, a cool thing to watch that kid grow up and being as young as he is, like, he, we got a lot to look forward to with, with Chad out there. Yeah, he's going to be really good. Um, I cannot wait to see what happens with this class, you know, with everything going on with Geico and with everybody, you know, changing their changing everything up. So 2021 should be really exciting if we can get this off the ground with COVID and, and have a good season. You know, I think the biggest thing is going to be, you know, who gets gets on their bikes early and starts testing early. So with these team changes, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I think Jeremy mentioned he's going to try to get on the new bike next week. So, um, you know, Mathis said on Twitter he thinks he's going to PC. But, you know, it's one of those things where we don't know until we know. So we'll see how that goes. And then, Chagan, what do you think? I mean, anybody stand out for you in the 250 class? Um, I mean, no, nah, they're all pretty good. I, I like Jet. Um He's got a good style too, and it's crazy how young he is. He's what seventeen. The kid just yeah. rips, dude. So he's just only gonna get faster. Um, and Alex Martin, he's just nobody really. You know, he's nothing special, not, not flashy or anything like that. And dude, just grinding. I think he was gonna get third until he what broke his leg. Uh, yeah, yeah, broke yeah. his leg. So, uh, I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt Connor when he was talking about his chest story bumping the handlebars. Did you see uh, Martin? Off the side of the jump on the first dude, I thought he was oh off the tabletop dead. Yeah, that was sketchy. Just stopped. You probably haven't watched the TV back, Connor, because you just got back yesterday from racing and you had a lot of stuff to do today. But the first moto, uh, Martin hit that tabletop after you caught crossed the whole shot line and landed yeah. in the soft stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, just, yeah, bike just stopped. Like he almost went over the bars and everything. It's nuts. Craziest thing. I've he's seen. yeah. He's lucky he didn't weed it up. So that was pretty insane. Um. You know, I was bumped for RJ Hampshire. You know, he came out swinging in the first round. I thought he was going to be a real threat and unfortunately just couldn't keep it on two wheels, which sucks because he's got a lot of speed and he's just come back from injury. So I was hoping to see him up there and, and have a good season. Um, the other thing, too, was pretty interesting was Justin Cooper and Lawrence had their beef last week with uh, the whole dog on the podium thing. And then, you know, they had a one-on-one battle in the first moto and it, they raced each other super clean and I was expecting them to, you know, kind of race each other a little dirty, but Lawrence was super patient, which I thought was really cool to see his maturity on that. And then Cooper and him actually, you know, fist pumped after the race. So seems like there's some respect, you know, there was a little, you know, immaturity beef at the, but it looks like they got over it and they respect each other. So next year should be good. I, I don't know if they're going to carry that over to, you know, next year with, I have like a, what they call a rivalry, but we'll see. Um, what, what else you have anything else in the two fifty class that kind of made you think, um next year's gonna be interesting. Um yeah, I think a little bit like uh it sounds like Philly season's gonna be pretty interesting. Um 
on the 250 side with, with the TLD changing the gas gas and uh, with SC Honda probably not coming back or if they do, who knows what's going on. So that'll be pretty interesting to see a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's going to be another good year. I mean, there's really only like Dylan moving up, like we said on the 450 side. So I think the 250 class is going to be stacked again. And um, a lot of the guys that, built the momentum like i mean jeff's gonna be good i think like you were saying with rj um he came in with barely any time on the bike so i think having him a full off season and hopefully a good supercross like i think him coming into outdoors next year and shit even into supercross i think he's gonna be a for sure a title threat he was doing good this year in supercross and then to come back from a knee injury that fast for outdoors and still do as well as he did i think uh i think he's gonna fill in that spot that's uh, with Dylan moving out, I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a really good season, and I think there's going to be some interesting things that happen. You know, you got some guys coming up. You got Fry, who rode really good this weekend. You got Nate Thrasher, who's going to figure it out. He's he, I think he rode to a top ten this weekend as well too. So those Yamaha Star bikes are probably going to be like half the gate this year in both classes. But overall, I think it's going to be a good a good series. Shaggin, you got any last minute or anything you want to say about the 250 class? Are we going to take bets if uh, Forkner waxes his coast and then throws it away with two rounds to go again? Or or he's got no chick now, so does he hold it together? I don't know. I saw she tagged him on Twitter the other day, so who knows what's going on over there. Um, right, I'm not making that bet then if she's coming back around. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, dirt bikers and chicks is usually not a good mix um, when you're that age. So who knows what will happen with that. Um, the other thing I think that's going to be interesting too is we don't know what's going to happen with the Supercross season. You know, I've heard no California rounds. Um, I'm hearing five rounds uh, multiple five rounds with multiple, you know, races at those, at those events. So, um, who knows? It's one of those things where we just got to wait for the press release, got to wait for the schedule. Um, same with thing with the teams until it's all, until a press release comes out, it's all rumors. So we'll see what happens as far as, you know, silly season goes, anything on, uh, on Alpine star in Connor that you can share or is everything kind of hush hush. You guys got anything cool coming? Um, I don't think, um, Nothing really that's, like, kind of groundbreaking. I mean, there's been some rumors of some things already coming out with some of the high-end guys, but um, nothing major, at least uh, any of the info that I've been told, nothing that's going to, like, make everyone's jaws drop or anything like that. Connor Olson, the first athlete to be signed to a 2021 motocross-only contract? (laughs) Dude. He probably felt so tight at Colorado because he had LE gear and only a few guys had it. You know he just oh like that gave him two seconds extra. Best looking guy was, on the I was LCQ nervous. gate. Yeah, I was nervous in the LCQ because I hadn't worn the gear yet. I was saving it for first moto, and I was nervous in the LCQ. I was like, I'm not even going to get to wear this gear. Uh, how do you feel? Brand new, fresh, limited edition gear on the LCQ gate, dude. Next year's probably got like three year old Thor gear. Yeah, some O'Neill stuff I with put, the HAC I put the gear on for first moto. Oh, you had to save it. So that's, yeah, that's why you made out of LCQ because he knew you had to bust it out in a moto. So you yeah. had to get there. Kenny probably would have texted yeah, him. Shit. Yeah, Kenny probably would have texted him and said, dude, like, how are you going to not even qualify when I get you LE gear that like, only oh, three dude. riders have? 
Nick Nick called me right after after the LCQ. I was like, "Hey, the plus side is I actually get to wear the LE gear now." And everyone, uh, we all thought it was funny. Dude, that would have been so shitty though. Like if you would add LE gear and like you didn't even qualify. Alpine's our van. LE gear, like and homie doesn't even qualify. Yeah, you can't load up and sneak out the back with that thing. No, Bright red no. Alpine. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, chi- like, like chicks walk out of their way to come ask you where the Alpine Star medical rig is. Like, you get a lot of attention That's in that thing. Oh, I'll never That's forget Iron Man. But Iron Man was a good time. Um, I mean, as far as anything else goes, Shaggin, you got anything? I know uh, you you own ViralMoto.com. You got some Polar stuff. Um, overall, are you doing anything with Polar exciting coming up? Are you guys? I know there's a new watch coming out. Are you gonna have that available on your website? Uh, we're still, um, in contact with them. We're trying to get some ordered. Uh, they just dropped it. I think it was middle of the week. Um, so we're going to see on that as far as events go with the whole Corona thing and and everything, it's hard to plan anything. Uh, most of the big events locally has been canceled. So kind of just scaling it back, kind of just hanging out till, uh, probably 2021. Uh, we're going to get a, hopefully get a van set up and, and get a little trailer going and, and be able to get to more events next year and bring out the uh, the Polar stuff, the Easy Up, and uh, hopefully get some of those new watches out there so people can see them in person. I'm um, still trying to get one myself, and those things look sick. I can't wait. Yeah, they are pretty cool. And speaking of van, Connor, this freaking guy, dude, finds a van down the street at some podunk like cabinet store, pays $400 for it, and then just puts Hustled. it in my driveway. and then just He's <laughs> put bucks. more time in that thing than it's... I don't even know what, how to explain it. Like, leave it to Shaggin to, you know, cheesecake on something and then go out. He's probably going to make four grand on it. I got I got so excited. I've been looking for a van, and I saw it, and the guy, like, answered my phone call and, and took my... It wasn't really a low ball because uh, out here they got the converter stolen off of it, so... Uh, I was offering 400 bucks and he said, yeah. And I got so excited. I didn't even really, I drove it like 10 feet and gave him the money and bounced. And the more I get into it, the more I realize that it's rough. The reason why he paid 400 bucks for it. Yeah. You paid $400 <laughs> yeah. for it. What do you expect? I feel like they do as a plumber, but I feel like he just decided to haul dirt inside the van for 10 years and then just let it like shot it with a pressure washer and let it all just sit in there because I've pulled more mud out of that van than I probably have in my two and a half years of riding mud holes in Tennessee. Dude, I'm gonna have a 110 track in the backyard with how much dirt's in my driveway. I pulled, yeah. a, I pulled a, the engine cover off today, and there was an old hornet's nest. So uh, I had to shoot that <laughs> with the pressure washer and get that thing out of there. Dude, not only that, the thing didn't even have a Cadillac converter, so it sounds like a damn hoopty ass um, race car. Did you just a, say a Cadillac converter? Catalytic converter. <laughs> Catalytic converter. Dude, you said Cadillac converter. Did I say Cadillac? Bro, you don't know. It was like a Cadillac. Things got no suspension on dude, it. It's a hoopty. It, it was straight pipe, dude. It sounded like I was going to the local short track and just going to gas her up. A neighbor's oh, yeah. windows are rattling. Oh, dude, it was rough. And I still had a hot ride around the block. God, dude. leave it, leave it to Shaggin. Um, yeah. So overall, though, I think you no, know, we're gonna have some cool stuff coming. Um, twenty twenty one is gonna be really cool. You're not gonna do Supercross because you're, I don't even know how to say it, but uh, you're sissy. I think the French call uh, Pousse. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? You, like, do you think you're gonna do? How many rounds do you want to try to do next year? I would hope to do. I mean, hopefully Hangtown comes back. I don't know. It 12. sounded like earlier in the year. Yeah, I would like to do them all. Full I don't think realistically schedule. with a uh, full-time job and everything. Um, 
I think hopefully I can do four. Hopefully I can do the West Coast ones and sort of do what I did, but include Hangtown and Washougal. I was, I was bummed Washougal didn't happen. Um, I've never yeah, actually been up there. Else. So, yeah, I'm sure all the West Coast dudes, everyone was bummed, but I've never been up there. So I was stoked to kind of go check it out and um, get a chance to ride that like legendary track. But, of course, things uh, went sideways with the whole schedule and everything. But, yeah, I hope uh, – hope I can get to do the four West Coast rounds next year and build on what I did this year and get in even better shape and get a get a bunch more riding in and grinding. with all the fast guys out here. Yeah, for grinding. sure. Yeah, so like Travis said, the, the grinding starts Absolute now. Shit. Dude, I bet he probably went and got like a, the biggest like pizza or something today. Like uh, diet went out the window oh, dude, today. I had, diet I went had out the, the window today. Of, dude, I had the uh, biggest plate of Mexican food last night and then just got a huge breakfast right next to my house just covered in gravy. It was, it was great. I like how like on Craig uh, Christian Craig's Instagram, it's always like the fit meals and all that. And then last night. Yeah, they were like, just crushing like, pizza last 3XL night. 3XL <laughs> pizza just fisting it. Dude, did you see Briar Perry's uh, IG story last night? No, I didn't. I don't. <laughs> he, he he took a video of J-Mart eating a bowl of cereal, and he's like, how's that bowl of cereal being the second loser or something like that? Oh, I just threw him under the bus, crap. dude, yeah, and J-Mart freaked him off. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. That's but, what Briar would do, too. Yeah, he don't care. Like, Yeah, they're, they're good buddies, so it was pretty funny to see that. But, man, that I really appreciate you making time coming on the show. Um you know, I hope to do more with, more of these with you. Xbox time. No, you need to calm down on the Xbox. You need to go outside <laughs> and grind. Um, but, you know, like I said, thanks for making the time. Is there anything else you want to add? Anybody else you want to thank before we uh, close this thing out? Um, no, I think I, I appreciate you getting this thing started. And um, I think it's, uh, there's a lot to look forward to with this. We have uh, a good group of friends and a good relationship with all of us. And I know we can uh, get a couple actual like big deal people. We can probably get on this podcast too, that ride the easy bikes on the street. We need to get, uh, uh, we need to get triples boss on here. So I can tell him that road race guys aren't athletes again and watch him <laughs> just get fired. up. <laughs> and, uh, you got, yeah. yeah. He, he, he don't like when you say that those guys aren't athletes. Like he, he yeah. I said it as a I joke. I don't think they like it when we tell them either. I said it as a joke. Like Bobier was sitting right there and I said it because he was right there and it, Triple's boss about lost his mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. He's a big road race guy. You know how shagging is but, with talking shit. So, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, just thank you for, for getting this thing started and look forward to, uh, getting on here a bunch more. Yeah, for sure. No, I think it'll be good. Um, Shaggin, anything else you want to say closing out? Uh, I'm not a big podcast guy, so I didn't think this would be a... I didn't think this would be that cool, but it actually uh, went better than I thought. Uh, so it was cool having uh, you and Connor. We've done a couple. I just kind of sat here and, and winged my way through it. Uh, <laughs> if you guys listen to this, more than the three people that probably are related to us, I will listen. Uh, check out viralmoto.com if you want to get uh, some polar stuff or anything just hit us up and uh, try to get out some vents later and hopefully get, you can get this thing off the ground and uh, we can make a big thing out of it at viralmoto on Instagram yeah at viralmoto uh, on Instagram uh, single ladies or single moms uh, at shagging589 <laughs> I don't uh, I don't hate I don't critique I don't it's all good 
Yeah. I, uh, While you're at it, just hit up at CEO 600 also. Just the DMs are always open. Get a single mom to get me some uh, mac and cheese and hot dogs. Dude, we're dialed. <laughs> uh, thank you guys. Huge thanks to Spot Network. Uh, couldn't have this show without those guys, so please check them out on Instagram, Spot Network TV. Check us out on Moto Spot Show on Instagram. Um, like I said, I'm at Triple J Five Three Three on Instagram. Thank you, Connor at CEO Six Hundred on Instagram, and then of course Shagged Five Eight Nine on Instagram and at Fire Moto. That's a wrap, guys. I can't thank you enough for the time and uh, Xbox time. Xbox time it is. Until next time, um, I'm Justin Jennings on the Motorspot Show. We'll see you soon. See you guys.